How are you doing? Yo, what's up? I'm I'm just well. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Uh, it's, it's raining here actually, so it's a bit a bit, bit of a depressing day. Not gonna lie. It's hoping for a bit of sun, but hey ho. <laughs> that's 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 nice. Are you at home right now? Me? Yeah, I'm at home. Yeah, didn't make it to New York. You know, I kind of wish I was there, but uh, it's just hard. I'm, I mean, I'm from the UK, so I'd have to get well quite a far flight there. I don't know where you're from. Where are you? Where are you from? Right, I'm I'm all the way from Asia in Singapore, so it's like almost a full day of flights if I were to go to NYC. Yeah, so it's been hard, like just meeting up with all my friends from Web Three. Yeah, it's it's a long way to go. I think I'll probably go some point, um, maybe to a future one. I don't know. I feel like as well. I'm kind of. I feel like I'll be quite awkward, like because I'd have to go alone. Not many people I know are that into like nfts or web3 or anything so i'd sort of have to go alone and then try and like meet up with people i don't know it's it's a bit intimidating for me to think about doing that right that's that's true like i think i'm kind of the same because i am very introverted in real life i find it very difficult to strike out a conversation with people and i'm like and usually i'm just like oh no what should i say but something i've heard really helped me like get over this fear because Many people go to events, like most people's point of view when they're going to events is to meet new people. But at the same time, many of these people are afraid to make the first step. Like they're probably as afraid as you. So in fact, you might be doing them a favor if you start the conversation. So that's kind of like what I've been telling myself. I'm like, okay, if I see a person who's not talking to anyone, I'm going to go up to them and, and, and I'm doing themselves and myself a favor. That's, that's what I try to tell myself. So, yeah, I think it would be yeah. like quite a good way of like yeah, it would be a bit intimidating to begin with, but I think it would create like like relationships that are going to be very strong in the future, They're especially so to like bring back to Twitter or any whenever you're online, you know, like outside of an event on the other side of the world or whatever. Like I think having met in person it strengthens people's sort of ne- like networks a lot more so, um, at least in my opinion, but I, I mean having never done it but I would assume that was the case, though. Yeah, actually, that, that that was the case for me because I have some friends visit Singapore from, like, the Philippines, from Hong Kong, and, and after meeting them, like, you do feel like they're actually your friends. They're not just your internet friends, but actually your friends. It's like, there's just this distinction between having, after having met someone. So, so yeah, I do believe in, like, the connection you get to have when you're in real life. Like, at the same time, you get to judge a person's character more like more in depth when you have actually met them. So so I think that helps as well. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, you definitely do. You, Cause you spend more time with them than just like an hour or two on a, on a space or something. So you do get to know people, um, more, more, more closely, I suppose. This is a goal. We can both do it one time. Maybe we'll both go to the next one and we'll, we'll link up. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. Be good. <laughs> Cersei, this is, this is what episode are we 18. So yeah, I mean, if you're ready to go ahead, uh, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself to the, to the people who are going to be listening. Um, maybe tell us a bit about what you do and, uh, it'll be a good opportunity for me to get to know you better as well. Cause I've only spoken to you really on, on my women's space, actually. Um, so you have already appeared on the podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, as a formal introduction, hi, hi everyone, this is Cersei. And I, I am currently working full-time in Web3 for about um, six, seven months now. So um, about nine months ago, I started building my Twitter presence. In fact, I did not plan to build my personal brand as of yet, but it kind of just it kind of just slowly um, gained traction and I decided that perhaps there was something I'm interested in and is good at. So what I do now is I mainly do um, advisory work as well as be a brand ambassador for projects in which I resonate with. I usually have a call with founders and, and if I like found some, find some synergies with them, I would just um, I'll work as their advisor or ambassador depending on their needs of the project. I also do like ad hoc um promoter stuff where 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 just like if if any projects just need an extra shout out like just just to help um increase more traffic to certain projects you know because like personally i i do believe in the the need of promotions in the space because sometimes it's just hard to get eyes on projects that actually are doing something and and i feel that 
as someone with a platform, we can do that to help people. Um, uh, what what do I say? Um, help people gain eyes. Yep, help get the right eyes to the right um projects. And I think currently on top of what I'm doing on Twitter, just building my personal brand and working for projects, I'm also trying to build a personal brand on other social media platforms as well. This is something I've started only recently. Like after seeing the success of uh, my Twitter, just trying to expand on other platforms such as TikTok, YouTube, as well as Medium, just to explore other forms of content creation, as well as just talk about other things. Because I want to keep my Twitter more on Web3, like as much as I talk about things such as self-development, self-improvement, and just just random um musings of the day i i kind of still want to keep it more to the web3 crowd but i also want to explore content for the general public as well so that's what i've been up to recently yeah nice it's actually quite good that you mentioned about expanding outwards into other social medias because it's something that i've been looking into as well uh with the podcast mainly um not so much myself brand at the moment but i've been exploring a bit with tiktok um also like Instagram, uh, the reels and YouTube shorts and stuff like that. Um, how, how are you going about like doing the TikToks and that? Are you just making like, are you focusing on yourself brand? Are you making just sort of random? Cause if it's not about web three, what are you focusing on? If it's something else? <laughs> right, right. So personally I do enjoy um, self-improvement quite a lot. So I think for TikTok it's more of like maybe just some, like those a day in my life videos where people get to see what I do or like some self-improvement tips that I have for other people. But at the same time, because I am just starting out, I, I believe that as a content creator, when you're just starting out, the grind is more important than the quality and your strategy. Like for example, if I'm talking about Twitter, I'm at 10K plus followers. I can think about like, all right, this is me as a brand and I would like to cater to specific audiences. But when you're at zero, it is very important to to up your quantity of what you're producing such that more eyes comes and then only with more eyes you can explore what kind of content suits you or what kind of content gains you traction and also at the same time because I'm not very experienced in TikTok only through producing content and a large quantity can I slowly understand what is my style because if I'm going in without any experience and be like all right this is my style this is what I'm going to produce I may lose out on other areas in which I might have a talent for or might be more interested in or might um might have a larger target audience for. So this is just something I would um, tell people who are trying to build a social media presence on any any social media platforms. In, in fact, like when you're just starting out, the grind is often more important than anything else because you have to practice, you have to get the idea of how um, the communities work on that platform and like your target audience and everything so at the start the grind is so much more important than anything else yeah yeah no I mean I think I'm, I'm learning that myself a bit because obviously I've got like a fairly small account versus yours on Twitter and like TikTok and that is it's I've just sort of started so they're tiny um, and it's very much yeah I would agree that the getting the quantity out there because I suppose you can spend ages trying to make a piece of content perfect, but the like, in reality, if you're posting it out there, the likelihood is you're not going to get as many eyes on it as you want. So I guess bringing in those eyes is more important through, uh, yeah, effectively quantity of, of, of content. So that is interesting. And also, you, you mentioned you make day-in-the-life videos. Can you tell me, what, what is a day-in-the-life of Cersei like? What do you get up to? What do you get up to in Singapore? Because obviously it's going to be a lot different to what I do you know, in the UK, I should imagine anyway. Right. Um, perhaps for the sake of this podcast, I'm, I'm going to give you what an ideal day looks like. I mean, like, obviously it's not like this every day, but, but that's what um, I hope to build my life towards. But at the same time, that's also why I started creating content. A lot of my content are meant for myself to see. So, okay, back to the point where what's a day in my life is like, like I wake up, um, do my morning routine, which just includes washing up, um, doing my skincare in the morning, just um, putting like the basic skincare stuff, making sure I put my sunblock because that is very important for skincare, just putting it out there. The sun is dangerous. We don't want skin cancer and, and just slow down like aging. And after I finish my basic 
uh, skincare routine in the morning. I meditate for only five minutes because <laughs> I'm still trying to build that habit up. I don't want to be too like adventurous. That that only stops um habit building. So yeah, I meditate for five minutes, then pack my bag, pack my table, have a cup of coffee with a small snack for breakfast, and then after I'm done with that, usually I go on just to do a few life administrative matters, which include like planning what I want to do in a day, checking my schedule. Um, checking my like um because sometimes I put like uh NFT I list NFT up for sale overnight so check which ones sell check some of the floor prices check my loans like those loans I made on Sharky to to like just get more uh get more sold and yeah this is what I consider as life admin like just little little bits and pieces of work that you have to do but you can't really. Like it's also small. Everything takes about five minutes, so I put this all together and and put a time block for it. So I'll be more productive. And after I finish this life admin, I usually go on to um do something for myself. Sometimes I work out. Sometimes I read. Like this is more like uh my own personal time before five pm where I or sometimes I do yoga. I go out for yoga lessons. And then after this period will be. Will be when like all the people from uh Europe from America starts to wake up, and that's when I hit my GM tweet, <laughs> and then like yeah, get some Twitter engagement, um, engage with other people, comment on other people's posts, and then after that, oh this this part just takes takes a a long time sometimes. Check my DMs, reply to DMs because DMs are where all the work is at, <laughs> like perhaps like work requests and and yeah many many things that you have to arrange like like for example this this podcast was arranged through the dm so i i need a time to to look at my dms because something i realize if you're working in social media it's very very easy to get caught up in the whole social media like just being on your phone the whole day um replying to tweets the whole day replying to dms the whole day like if you spend so much time if you don't have a proper system it is very easy to get lost in it and end up like wasting your whole day just doing this so um for me what i recommend is just to give time blocks on engaging on Twitter, checking your DMs, and and just assessing Twitter in the first place, um, just limits your time on it. And after that, I have dinner, and after dinner, I think from space, um, day to day it differs. Sometimes I go on spaces like this. Other times I brainstorm my other content. Like for example, what I was doing today was I was trying to brainstorm on my blog. I'm like halfway through my blog post, my medium blog post, and sometimes I make a TikTok. And I just try to make a small TikTok. And on other days I have meetings with projects I'm working with and and yeah, that's about it in my day. It's quite simple. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. I mean the meditation I try and do as well. Uh I'm I need to get better at actually doing it though because i feel like i can get on a roll i'll do it a few days and then i'll forget and then i and then it sort of falls off it's like a habit i need to try and build that into a habit but i think oh, it's very valuable yeah it's, it's 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 definitely good for the like mind though like you definitely do feel better for it it's just a matter of doing it i think um and also you're right when you say about uh you know you're sort of saying like work versus you're basically procrastinating like you can if you get on tiktok or twitter and you know your goal is to check your dms or make a tiktok it's quite easy to get stuck actually on the app or you know on the social media mindlessly scrolling right. and then suddenly you, an hour's gone by and you're like oh no i haven't done any work it's, i've wasted my time <laughs> just looking at like stupid memes and stuff um so that is yeah that is also something to i guess it's it, everyone probably struggles with that as well because it is it is addictive like these apps are addicting when you get onto them um but it's i guess it's a matter of trying to yeah, try, basically trying to beat the addiction, really, which is, I mean... I feel, honestly, it's so difficult to break the addiction just because of how smart the app is. Like, imagine we are, we are fighting against AI who has been tested against um, so many humans and probably so many trials and just, like, optimized for people to stay on the app. So I would not suggest just fighting the addiction. I would just suggest, like, put a timer and once the timer is up, you have to be responsible for yourself. Just, just get off that. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like a micro dose of TikTok. You know, have a have a tiny dose and then get some work done. Lazy people, including me. <laughs> um, do you do you have a job then, or are you like full time Web three? Do you work Web any Web two job, or are you sort of self employed? Or obviously, don't don't uh, in, I... uh, you know disclose what you're not comfortable with saying. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no worries about that. Um, I'm full time web three, 
or at least okay I should not say that I'm trying to be because I am really spending my whole day on poetry I, I just feel like I'm still I still have a long way to build before I can fully say that yeah this is my job that is um sus- that I'm that is what is sustaining me and in getting like a proper income from it because I'm still building after all and I'm still exploring like revenue streams so yeah I, I guess I can say that I'm gearing up towards being full-time web tree and just some background I have no <laughs> I'm actually a medical school dropout like I just decided halfway through medical school that I like web tree and I'm gonna do this full-time and yeah let's go <laughs> yeah this, this is a short story that's so I mean, well, I was going to say, so you're you're quite smart then, but if you said you dropped out, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would not say I was struggling with school. I dropped out because I wanted to be free. Like, it, it was just a, a... Okay, this sounds so cliche, but it's just a fight for freedom because in my country, after you graduate, you are kind of bonded to the country for about um five years, excluding the first year. So, and then during the bond, they kind of... Their restrictions, the restrictions are very high, and and you just have to work very long hours. Like imagine, eighty to hundred hours per week, and if we're talking about a normal nine to five, that's only forty hours a week. So imagine a nine to five, but like times two of that per week. So why do so you have to do that? Why do you have to work uh, such a long time in Singapore? What is that like to pay off college loans or debt or something? Yeah, something something like that. Like it's part of our like we have to work we are bonded to pay off our college um fees because if not if we don't do that apparently the fees are very, very expensive. And I mean we are still paying a lot, but it would have been more. But at the same time it is just how um the regulations are, like as a job as just being part of a doctor, like how they allocate your your duties, your hours and and that's just that's just something that I feel is not very aligned with the life I kind of want to live. Like, as much as I love being a doctor, like I I really love the job and the things that they teach us, and and I find value in it. But I don't want to just spend my whole day doing that only and nothing else. And when there's just so much more to living, like seeing the world, exploring, getting to know other people, and actually having time for my hobbies, like I think that is something that I wanted more. So. I decided to like, yeah, just drop out. And, and at the same time, I found Web3 and Web3 is really, it's almost as close to the idea of freedom as possible. Like, just think about it. Like, decentralized um, finance and all this smart contracts and, and just knowing everyone from all around the world. Like, that simple comparison just made me really fall in love with Web3 at the start. So I was like, yeah, screw this shit. I'm going <laughs> to quit med school right now. And like, jump into this yeah time. no fair enough <laughs> i respect that actually because that's pr- it's probably quite a hard decision i should imagine because obviously i mean well medical <laughs> school is quite serious uh, i mean i know a few i know someone who's um he's become well it's a bit different he's becoming a vet so it's similar but with, with animal here it's very well paid anyway um and i know that it's like a long period of time lots of work and stuff so to make that decision is you know very I mean, fair enough. And, and also, it seems like you're succeeding. So um, actually going into this, I wanted to hear your, your story of, you know, you're, you're on 13,000, I think, 800 followers now on, on Twitter. I, I want to know how you kind of got <laughs> to this point, you know, like, what, what even, you know, you said you got into crypto and you left, um, you know, doing the study, but how did you actually come about, you know, finding out about crypto and NFTs? Um, is there a story behind that? Um, right. So actually, it was, really random like I was just because like before that we were discussing I was sharing about how I enjoy self-improvement and just learning about how to be more productive how to improve myself and like good habits so one day I was just on um self-improvement YouTube and learning about things so there's this YouTuber that was just sharing about like hey you know just this new thing it's NFTs crypto and I was like oh I've never heard about this and it seems like you can get me some money <laughs> and then and then at the back of my mind I already kind of want to quit like I was like there's always this option of quitting med school <laughs> and then like there's always this and then but the problem is if I quit I have to pay a very large sum to the government so in order to quit I, I do need to fork up a huge sum of money so so the idea of being able to earn a lot attracted me so I mean like everyone else you know <laughs> like all the all the people who want to sit for a million dollars like haha <laughs> but but um so after that, I went to research and, and just look into it. And 
and slowly get it was quite a natural process. I mean, at first I I stopped looking to it for a while because I was busy with things in real life. Like I had a dance performance, so there was that. But after my performance ended, I came back on the Twitter and I decided to just make a fresh new Twitter because everyone needed to have Twitter because of the whitelist. Like you have to like retweet the tweet to get your whitelist. But I didn't want all my personal followers to um see all the retweets on the random projects like in case I convince them to get some NFT and end up losing all their money or something. So I was like, no, let me just create a fresh new Twitter for for my um NFT enjoyment. So then then I started my Twitter journey. I started talking about NFTs. Then slowly I realized I, I enjoyed talking about NFTs, like what I buy, why I buy certain things and certain trends that I noticed and it was just very fun to like create content. And yeah, I just wanted to create more content and, and obviously obviously when you're when you're growing you will notice oh okay, no. Obviously when you're in the space you'll notice some problems or some things that you would like to call out. But very early on I realized that you can't sometimes even if you say the best um point, if you have no eyes on you, there's really no point because no one sees it, no one hears it. And like I realized very early on that I needed a platform if I want to really make an impact. So that's when I started like, all right, I need to grow my platform. But then then if you're talking about how I grow my platform, that also come very naturally because the old the young me thought that creating valuable content um allows allowed me to grow my platform. But surprisingly when I was just talk like I do create valuable and like insightful content from time to time, but other times I was just talking about my life and my struggles or like just random points and I found out that all these random points got more traction than my actual NFT content. So I was like, hmm, there seems to be a demand for this kind of random content and, and at the same time I was a reply guy before reply guy became a thing because I was like I enjoyed talking to people, so I was just replying everything on my timeline, and 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 as a result, I did go very fast. So people were like, "Why do you grow so fast?" And at first, I was like, "I I don't know. I just I just kind of grew." <laughs> and then like slowly, months in, those you know like um those gurus, <laughs> social media gurus started saying like, "Oh, you know, you can grow by replying to everything and then um engaging with everyone." And I was like, "Oh, that's how." I just talked a lot of nonsense and I replied to everyone so but then I guess I did it before it was a thing so that's why it was a lot more authentic like it didn't feel it didn't feel like just grinding and I think the audience felt that as well because yeah your audience are not stupid they, they, they know when someone is genuine they know when someone is authentic and want to share something they, they know that when people are just grinding for the sake of grinding and and, and yeah, yeah so. <laughs> you can see through it. You can see through when people are just, uh, you know, replying and commenting on stuff to try and gain your like, <laughs> well, it's not even your attention. It's just, they're literally just spamming it out there. Like you can tell the difference between uh, a nicely put together comment versus basically what someone might as well be a bot. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, no, yeah, a lot of people as well I've spoken to actually, <laughs> they, they grew on that initial come up. Like when reply guys were sort of, not spoken about as much um and before people were saying that as like a valuable tactic to grow your account um, <laughs> which i think has made it harder for people i guess like myself who i mean i, I was i've been around in the crypto space for years but i never tried to grow an account until this yeah like december right. or october last year or whatever it was um and i think it's it seemed to me it seemed quite hard but at the same time some of the old tactics, I, I guess, that you were doing, you know, when you started, uh, still do work. But I think they're a lot slower now. I should imagine that the when the, when the bear cycle like ends a bit more and you get a lot more people flooding into Web three, it'll probably, I should imagine, it'll probably speed up again. I don't actually know, um, but well, we'll have to wait and see. That'll probably be some time next year, I should imagine. So hopefully, I'll still be there to be uh, trying to pick up some of those <laughs> followers. But um, have you have you got any actual sort of specific tips? Would you would you say there's like one thing if you could tell me or someone else who's trying to grow their following now? Is there anything, or, or are you just sort of rolling like with the with the flow? How how do you go about it now? If there's something like very specific, I have to say is just um, be be willing to be experimental and be receptive to the results you get when you experiment 
because what works for me might not work for you and and I think that's something people might not realize because I see a lot of like copy pasting what works for other people and then on top of that I need to explore what my audience is like and and your your engagement is kind of like feedback from your audience so I think the only reason why I got to where I am now was because I experimented quite a lot I tried different styles of communicating and and just like trying different types of content and at the same time I was not afraid to reinvent myself when necessary so yeah actually that's that's all I have to say like be willing to try different things but at the same time don't be um how do I say this be authentic but in the way that people want you to be this is so unconventional because people are always like be authentic be yourself you can like you have to play the game to win the game. Like you can always, you can always follow the game while still being authentic. It's like saying what you want to say in the way that people want to hear. Yeah, I think it's like a fine balance yeah. between testing out some of these things people are doing that are getting the engagement versus just becoming uh, as a spammy. Like basically trying to copy them. You don't want to copy people. I don't think. I think it's yes. important to be be authentic, but like try and put your own spin on things. And in my opinion, like, I don't know, engagement farming stuff is fair enough, but I feel like that just provides like a short-term dopamine hit versus like long-term quality growth in your account or whatnot. So, I mean, but then again, I'm speaking as if I've done it. I mean, you've done it. I'm, I'm still working on it. So, um, but that's, that's just my opinion on, on that anyway. Um, actually, before we move on to, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about yourself before I move on to some crypto talk actually i just wanted to know if you if you right. do you invest in anything else outside of crypto do you do like stocks or anything like that um i do invest in some stocks but i i get like a what, what's that thing called where you get someone to do uh, it for what you? like an ISA or something yes yes something like that like, like i do that like outside of crypto because i don't really have the time to keep up everything. yeah i started doing that to be fair I, well in the uk we have um stocks and shares ices which i i should imagine every country has their own version but, but you basically put your money in um here it's tax-free which is good so if you make profit on it um you get to choose like low risk versus high very high yes, um, yes. but it's tax-free yeah. which is obviously great um because if you use like a trading app i think you end up paying loads of tax on it whatever capital gains is i don't know if it's like 20 percent or, or more maybe probably more um so it's a good way of like avoiding tax and also yeah, I don't like that you trust people with your money, but at the end of the day, well, they probably know more about stocks than I do. So that's my <laughs> thought process on that. Um, right. But And actually, another another question I wanted to ask you, have you got any hobbies outside of Web3? Because Singapore, it's a very different place to the UK. I'm kind of like wondering if you, do you guys get up to anything fun out there that might sound like weird to someone like me who's just living on a rainy, damp island? <laughs> Right. So before I quit med school, I took a gap year to 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 fully like I'm um, going to my hobby, which is dancing, like breaking. So so I used to be like a very active B girl. Yeah. Have, have you <laughs> I, uploaded I, any TikToks of the dancing? Because if you haven't, you definitely should. No, I have. Why not. have you not done that? That's <laughs> some content for you right there. I've literally provided you an idea. You could run with that and probably get loads, <laughs> loads of TikTok views. I, I will think about it. Yeah, but I used to dance quite a lot. I, I, I play the guitar, I sing, and and yeah, just some of these hobbies. That's all I can it's think more, more than me, to moment. be fair. I always ask people, like, what, what hobbies do they do? And if I think about mine, I'm like, well, I, I used to play games, and I don't even really play games now. I just kind of chill on my <laughs> like on my phone and work it's so boring uh, and i guess do this oh, podcast yeah. I, like, I like to read but it's so like it's so ingrained in my life that i don't consider it as a hobby anymore it's just part of my life but i really enjoy reading do you find uh, a lot of value from that because there's something that i'm trying to add to my like my routine but i find it quite hard but yes. I, I feel like it would add value to my life if i actually read a lot right i i, I definitely learned a lot just from reading and because we are so we are so surrounded by what I call fast content, like we can get content so easily that sometimes reading is is so different, like the slow form of content, like you have to sit down, slowly absorb what the author has to say, and just by um the difference between all this fast and slow content is like through reading you get to see understand certain wisdom through the psyche of the 
the author. But then in terms of fast content, it's usually it is um presented to you in a way that is best suited to catch your attention rather than for your own good. So often a lot of things you see are very repeated, very just kind of the same content. The copywriting is the same. The the perspective, the analysis just sounds very similar just because of how short form and how instant the content is. Like even the wise people do not have the space to give you all their wisdom. So yeah, I definitely recommend reading. Yeah, it's one of those things where when I really think about it, when I'm, I feel like social media has kind of made my brain unable to retain information because I feel like everything I'm seeing is such it's basically pointless like if, if you're on tiktok and that now the quality of what like anything to learn from this stuff is is pretty small and i feel like your brain just becomes like i guess people say it's like a muscle and it gets a bit weak and that's why i feel like i need to start reading because i feel like it's like actually going to fill my brain with useful information and it's not just 10 second clips that are going in one ear and out the other ear um but i, I guess that's something that I, I need to work on and uh you know, kudos to you for for actually sticking to reading. And like Elijah said, actually put in the comments about reading in the morning. I, f- I feel like that could be quite a good idea. I don't know. Do you read nonfiction or fiction, or do you do a bit of both? I strictly read nonfiction. Okay, <laughs> but it's just a matter of. Is, is that like um, uh, do you sort of read people uh, autobiographies or like self help type books? I feel like I read a bit of everything. Yeah. Fair enough. Like some self-help, some spirituality stuff, some autobiographies as well. Like just to get a different perspective. And the funny thing is I grew up reading fiction books and I hated reading. Like I just find it so pointless. I don't need to know stories of people who don't even exist. And I thought I hated reading until one fine day in high school I picked out a non-fiction book and I was like, hey, I actually really love reading. Like this is so great. This is the best thing in my life. So I was like... I found a problem. The problem was not with me, it was with fiction. I hate the fiction. It's so pointless. It's, it's fair enough. I think, <laughs> in my opinion, I think it's probably got a place, but the, I, I feel like non-fiction obviously serves as a really good tool to learn. Uh, fiction, I mean, if I were to choose, I'd probably read fiction before going to bed. I feel, feel like it would be easier to read if I was, like, sleepy or w- wanting to right, wind right. down. Um, that's that's my I mean that's my thought process on that. But um, we're going to actually move into uh, talking a bit about crypto now, if that's all right. And I want to I want to sure. ask you actually specifically because I noticed this in the last few weeks. You changed your profile picture. Um, you used to have a, a little monkey there. Do you still hold that monkey? And also, you know, what made you swap <laughs> your PFP to uh, yourself? Yes, I still hold that monkey. It's so it's so funny when I saw my PFP. So many people thought I sold my monkey, but I did not. But the reason why I swapped my monkey to this PFP was, um, I thought of making my profile and my branding more multi-chain because putting a monkey makes it like all right. This this person's a soul, like soul maxi, and and she talks about soul. But but I want to be open to like maybe just different chains and I feel that maybe not limiting my profile picture to the monkey might might just like let let more people find me but that's just a theory that I've been testing because like like I said it's just happening for a while so I have not really felt the effects yet of like how multi-chain yeah. this, this did, change has Did you me. notice uh, a change in your engagement by swapping out because I, I've, I mean, I normally see people swapping into NFT pit, uh, profile pictures as opposed to swapping out of them into like, uh, you know, IRL uh, photos. So I want to know, like, did you notice a drop in engagement, or did it actually increase your engagement? Um, I think for now, for now, I can't really say for sure because I spend a lot less time on Twitter and, and I post a lot less because of how easily my account gets shadow banned, like all the new. Oh, I, I hate it, but all the new um changes by Elon Musk, like the algo is so wonky. But based on like my past experimentation for me, my my face brings me more engagement and, and I suspect that's because I'm a female. <laughs> I, mean, I don't I, maybe. I don't know. To be fair, I feel like if I put my face on my engagement would probably plummet. I'm joking. I'm an incredibly handsome <laughs> chap, but uh, we'll see if I ever if I ever dox. I don't know. Probably will to be fair. I'm not actually that against it. I just I feel like this uh, little man with the the hat is like my brand, so I I, I probably probably right. I probably wouldn't change it to my face, but I, would I dox 
on the timeline i probably would at some point maybe maybe if i ever hit 10k you know when we hit that milestone then yeah if anyone cares then i'll do it <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right and i think it's like when when your branding is so strong it doesn't matter if you change your your pfp anymore because i do understand that when you're trying to build a presence is changing pfp might make it confused for people but it's like for now when i'm in this pfe many people still remember my monkey which which i think is a result of just like constant branding over the time as i've grown yeah i recognized your pfp like i definitely used to recognize it out of the timeline like when i was scrolling i'd, I'd see it and be like this is the strong thing about like nfts as profile pictures they are you know a lot of them are quite in your face and it is it is very good for branding if you can keep it there for a long period of time people definitely get to know you for it um and i will i will agree that that is a good thing but i, d I don't know your i think your profile picture now is quite like it's quite bright like it's very red it's very in your face still if you know what i mean like it's not a plain color which i think also helps yes. it stand out um as weird as that it sounds <laughs> I th yeah i think it's fine i think you've actually successfully sort of migrated from an nft to out of it and and i've seen your engagement still still looks pretty good to me so um you know well done on that <laughs> uh what what are your favorite projects at the moment then cersei have you got any sort of top nft projects you're you're looking at now could you name a couple that you, you you're sort of liking or, or are you kind of in uh in the middle not really looking for any right okay let, let me let me think i'm i'm happy for monkey now being able to acquire the ip rights but um, I think for now, a project that I really like and has been like on my watch list for the longest time is Sharky, Sharks by Sharkify. Because firstly, I really love their utility. I've been, I use it all the time. <laughs> Just like the lone soul and get like interest rate. And at the same time, they're so cute. I mean, that's extra. You shouldn't buy an NFT because they're cute. That's wasting money. But then like, I, I really like this NFT because of what the team has delivered. And I'm just excited to see what they're going to do 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 like produce wait just curious are you like mostly soul or eat or like from anywhere else like multi this is funny um i have mentioned this on some previous episodes but i'm actually less into nfts and more into crypto tokens i know that's quite um i feel like here anyway it's definitely like not the common uh thought process i feel like a lot of people here are into their nfts like heavily and i mean people probably buy ethereum and solana and stuff but when it gets into the altcoins i feel like well i feel like i haven't found as many people who are into them as i am um but my the only nfts that i'm holding are, are on ethereum actually um i think i've had some solana ones before um here's a question for you actually do you you know you like the monkeys but do you think Solana's going to actually survive what it's sort of been through or, or do you reckon it's going to eventually sort of die out I, I mean i guess if you're bullish on the monkeys you probably think it's going to survive oh like solana as a coin uh yeah the, yeah basically the network the coin yeah um this is my personal um I, I feel I feel weird saying this on the podcast, but but yeah, no not financial advice. I, I do believe in the longevity of Solana, like given how like the technology, the speed and and just kind of the updates the team has been putting out. But I, I also have to say that Solana is not my largest bag. <laughs> so that kind of gives you an idea of how um how much I believe in this longevity. Like I I'm a very big fan of it, but it's not like like I'm not like a complete maxi like yeah it will go on forever like it's it's brilliant it's amazing like like I I'm ready to sell my bag if the time comes yeah fair, <laughs> fair enough I don't I think it's good to not be attached to it and be able to actually get rid of it if it's yeah. uh if it is going that way but then again people probably would have said it was going that way and now it's uh more than two x it's low I think so. I feel like I just gave a completely politically correct yeah. answer <laughs> you don't have so to mostly. no one's gonna take your this is financial <laughs> advice it's fine. But but just just but like maybe at eight I was very confident that it won't it won't die. Yeah. Like yeah. Like at this point I I don't think it will die anytime soon. But I'm just saying like perhaps in the future, 
there are definitely like weaknesses to the coins and like the whole structure of it, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, to be fair though, in the future, Ethereum could die. No one really knows what like if you think on like five year, <laughs> ten year time frames, loads of coins could probably be gone. So it's hard to say. Uh, actually, I was you asked me what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if you preferred crypto or NFTs, like crypto tokens or NFTs. Um, I always assume people like NFTs more, but are you into any? sort of altcoins at all yourself apart from like ethereum bitcoin solana or mm, no I'm, I'm quite a safe like my crypto portfolio is quite the standard like bitcoin ethereum solana like uh, if you're considering like l2 like polygon and i am watching injective quite closely and but that's really about all like because, but I think for me, it's more of the lack of knowledge about these altcoins. Because I do, I do have a higher percentage holdings on like coins as compared to NFTs, because I have I have more faith in them. Like most NFTs are going to zero anyway. It's, I'm just here for a quick. Flip. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it's strange because I feel like I like I sort of remember I remember hearing about NFTs, and what, like before they were even really like I don't know people were still questioning like whether they were even. I guess it's like that age-old stereotype of like, oh, it's just a you know, it's a JPEG. I can just screenshot it and it, and, it, and then I own it, kind of thing. Um, and, and I was I was very much like that. Uh, I've probably learned more more about them just being in this like on, on Twitter, really. But um, I'm trying to get into them a bit more. But I think I'm always going to be into those tokens. To be fair, I, I'm I'm quite big into them. If if you ever want to get any alpha from me, just hit me up. I'll try and give you some. But I haven't got loads. But there's a few I that I'm very. It like very deep into i'm trying to go to an event actually there's a london event for one of them coming up next month so we'll see if i can get a ticket for that it's quite uh yeah they're, they're like giving them away so we'll see if there's any left right. but um have you got any any utilities you're bullish on when it comes to nfts or like you say you just in it to to flip them and try and make money utilities wise um let, let me think. I, I mean, I, I do like some of the NFTs utilities, like the one I just mentioned. Like I, I know there's a similar one in ETH as well. Like you stake your, like you provide liquidity and you get more, um, get more money. But I do not think like most of these utilities, you don't actually have to hold the NFTs to get, like the benefits of these utilities. These utilities are just like a product of the company that produces the NFTs. So wait, let me give you just one second. Let me think of any NFTs that. I guess NFTs are a good way to token gatekeep some stuff, like maybe a community, but yeah, but mostly I don't really believe in that. But something I'm very bullish on, but this is just a personal opinion. Um I am very interested in NFTs that actually have like real life utilities. Um like like things that connects web to to web three. Because I think that NFTs are a way that um, there are technology that can bring to that can that's easily bringable to Web two that can bring like the technology of Web three to Web two because of like it is very easy to sell the idea of collectibles of like tokens to people if you have like something to look at. So I think there is a lot of potential in the whole like Web two point five side of NFTs, and that is something I'm personally very interested. In. Yeah, I'll agree. I think there's a lot to be said for obviously the profile picture side of things but i think the actual technology itself the proof of ownership and stuff that nft nfts provide yeah. like the utility that you could use like there's all these you know you get projects saying about their utility as a project but i'm just imagining the technology itself actually the use case of it, yeah. it you know for existing companies or you know whether it be just ownership of you know in real life items or um of event yes. tickets was a huge one that i was actually quite keen on right. because obviously there's i think there's a lot of problems with event tickets like reselling uh, all these things like fraud you know yeah. fake tickets and whatnot yeah could literally be completely gone uh, if you just had like nfts for events um done correctly exactly. that is and uh, yeah i think if companies actually open their you know open their eyes to some of this technology and, and start using it um, it would probably make people safer. And so there's no yeah. real argument against it because people wouldn't, maybe if there's a way they, if they have like an app, like you get these ticket apps, if it has like an inbuilt basic uh, wallet that can just hold like the NFT ticket, that way people don't really have to do, you know, they don't have to get all confused about the, uh, the, 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 the details of trying to set up things. Yeah. 
exactly. And at the same time, there's something that I used to always say, like to people that like, if we want to bring this NFTs to the real life, the only way to do it is make it so seamless that the people are the people that who are using it don't even know that they're using an NFTs. So like, I think that is the ultimate goal. But that's just my own perspective. Yeah, I think like like the profile picture end of it is like the the deep sort of it's like the the diehard fans of like a band or something it's just like the people with the sappy seals like we see here you know us lot are like the ones who are deep in it you know in the know um and then you're going to get like more normal normal people like you know our our aunties or uncles or whatever cousin cousins (laughs) people who just don't like care you know we've all got them in our lives so you try and speak to them about it and they they you know they just about know what a bitcoin is and you're like okay well you know how's your bitcoins doing rich well they're fine but you know let me talk to you about something else and then they won't understand um but that's just me i think web 2.5 is actually a very good thing to like a good way of thinking about it um and i like that i like that a lot uh cersei let me get your opinion actually on the current market conditions because you know right now there's a lot going on in in the world the world's a bit of a mess um the the market's actually not too bad if if we're actually looking at it bitcoin cracked 30k (laughs) the other day uh well yes yesterday day before something like that um which obviously is great i think a lot of people are shocked that it is still pushing upwards and there's obviously but bears still calling for the uh like 12k bitcoin personally i don't think that's coming (laughs) i I didn't think that was coming as soon as we had stopped you know around 16k um I, I mean, I was buying the dip through November to January, so that's how how content I was that that was the bottom. <laughs> and now I've stopped, so I'm sort of just waiting, hoping I wasn't wrong. Um, but do you reckon we've bottomed? And and also, like, what do you think about the current state of like the markets in the world? Do you, do you reckon we're going down the pan? Or are we going to come out of this? Are we going to be all right? <laughs> okay, firstly, I agree with what you said. Like, the world's in a mess. I I I, I don't know how. We, we are so good like like all right good great for us my portfolio is green because because like you i have been accumulating maybe not from november i was a bit slower like end of december january february but i think it's until march i was still accumulating but i stopped recently but this is my personal take i just based on the macroeconomics and i think we we might go down once more like based on nothing like I, i'm not i'm not that great at reading charts or anything but it just does not it just does not feel sustainable at this point. I don't think it'll go to all the way to sixteen though, but I mean if it goes if Bitcoin goes all the way to sixteen now I'll I'll get myself a huge bag. But that I mean twelve, not sixteen. Like if, if it goes to I, I I don't know. Like that that's so that's a bit If it goes to zero, but... I'll buy multiple. But <laughs> I think that Yeah, if it goes to zero, I'll buy so it's, many. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's weird though, because it's sort of Bitcoin's always followed the markets, but I, I do feel like now we're seeing I'm not gonna say we're seeing a decoupling, but in my opinion, people are a little bit shaky on like the sustainability of the like the US dollar, for example. And this oh, is kind yeah. of where the I, whole thing that... comes in, isn't it? Like the whole point of Bitcoin, right? And this is sort yes, of like the make it's not really the make or break, but it's where rubber rubber hits the road and people are actually deciding, well, maybe I yeah. will put some money into Bitcoin now. And that's why, I th- in my opinion, I feel like it's actually going to be like quite buoyant above other assets just because that's basically what it was designed for. And we are, in my opinion, currently seeing like the weak, you know, the dollar is very weak right now. We're seeing China, right. you know, sticking their noses in everywhere, doing loads of deals and stuff, <laughs> um, which, I mean, I don't really care. I, I, my personal opinion is uh, I think most governments are quite corrupt. So, you know. <laughs> I know, right? I hope no one sues me for this, but yeah. Actually, that's, that's a brilliant point. I, I, I did not think of that correlation, like why Bitcoin um pumped, like due to the, like yeah, I I did saw those sentiments and and that's very possibly why, but but at the same time that also double confirms my suspicion that I don't think this will last long. I I, I don't know. It's probably just a fear factor that people are buying in. But we'll have to wait and see. I mean, ultimately, if we're talking about a five year to ten year timeline, I do think that um this whole Bitcoin thing will get like bigger and and more because just because of what you said, like so many people want to get out of this whole governmental system. That's why I am invested in crypto in the first place. Like bring back to my original, the point I mentioned so long ago that like yeah, girl, you wants to pursue freedom. Like I don't like all this um legislation that 
helped me back in the past. It's so fucking dramatic. I'm sorry I saw it, but yeah. <laughs> it, it links on nicely to my next question for you, actually. Uh, what do you think the sort of future of crypto, do you think it's going to be quite safe or, we, or do you reckon like rules and regulations are going to sort of squash it down a bit and make it, you know, are the, are the government's going to ruin our hopes and dreams or do you reckon there's a way that we can come out of this where, you know, decentralization is still a thing? Um, you know, what's your thoughts on, on governments getting involved with this stuff? <laughs> I I want to be hopeful and say that like, yeah, we will come out strong, but like, no, I, I, I believe that government will find their way to like hold us down, but like in a very um equilibrium way like for example like crypto has some um uh what, what's that called like improvements then government comes out with something like it will be a very ongoing like fight kind of like how evolution happens like like you know like the um, maybe like the prey gets better at being escaping from the predators and the predators just evolve to something better and the prey just evolve and now we have a truckload of animals who are very good at uh, defending and attacking each other like i feel like the whole crypto versus government thing will be something like that like they'll always fight back there's no way we'll just like one day go to the moon and everyone lives happily in our crypto world and our <laughs> but- your analogies <laughs> I was actually just <laughs> laughing at the fact that you were comparing it to like <laughs> the pre- evolution and prey and, and predators. That's funny, but it's quite accurate <laughs> to be fair. I think they're going to try their hardest to, um, to take it down. <laughs> That's actually made me laugh. Uh, I was a biology student in high school, so <laughs> maybe that's <why> <laughs> No, I like it. And to be fair, I mean, right now they seem to be targeting like exchanges and stuff, but this is because the, the thing is, I mean, they can't target Bitcoin. They can't, I mean, they could target, um, you know, tokens and stuff, but if they've complied and not done sort of dodgy dealings when they were listing stuff, then most people are probably safe. Um, it's just like, it's normally just like the, uh, the SEC trying to take people down, but they're, they're doing that all the time anyway, and they're not really succeeding. So I don't really know what their, their game plan is that the countries need to realize if they just sort of opened their arms and and adopted crypto themselves, they'd probably make a lot more money from it. And I know they are sort of trying to do it with um, CBDCs and digital currencies, which is obviously bad uh, for us. I wouldn't say that's a good thing. I don't really want to be tracked any more than we already are. But if they adopted it and, and you know, actually incorporated it in there, um, they could make a lot of money from it. That's the same thing. Like, I slight change of subject, but when governments don't, uh, this is my opinion, by the way, everyone, but when governments sort of ban uh, like marijuana <laughs> sales, I feel like they could just, they could just, you know, grow it and tax it and they'd make loads of money from it. And then, you know what I mean? Like they could just help people. Right, I don't know. That's right. just my opinion on these things. I feel like governments are really slow to act. <laughs> um, I guess a, a lot of people don't know what they're right, doing. Right. Sorry, no, continue, continue. <laughs> I actually like that viewpoint, but at the same time, I have to disagree that they don't know what they're doing because I, I feel like they value power more than money. Like, they they are satisfied with the amount of money they own, but they want a certain level of power and control over people. Like, they, they want you to just, like, have me a power and use crypto or, like, oh, you use marijuana and everyone's happy. Like, no, 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 I want to control you. But- I, I might have agreed <laughs> with that, yeah, but you know what's what my um, mindset of that? When you, if you uh, think back to when Mark Zuckerberg was in court and you had like the guy saying, you know, so Mark, if my phone is in the same room as me, could it, you know, would it know if I'm sniffing cocaine off of a hooker's breasts? Uh, would it know? Would your chips know? Like, they don't know. But these guys, I feel like they don't have a clue what's going on. But, but then again, I think the ones at the very top probably do. But I don't know. I just, maybe I'm stereotyping the government here and thinking that they're full of, like, out of, <laughs> out of touch. Well, I might have to cut that from the podcast. But yeah, uh, out of yeah. touch people. That's, that's how I think about that anyway. <laughs> I was like, you give us a few hours, we're going to start going into conspiracy <laughs> Yeah, I know. And I love conspiracy <laughs> theories, so I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to bring us back uh, to the... We've only got a couple more th- things, really. Um, and and uh, right. then, you know, you can be free from my... We, we're not going to take you down the conspiracy hole. Um, I, I want to know if you've got any tips for newcomers uh, who are coming into the crypto NFT space, looking to invest their money. Like, w- w- is there any tips you'd say? Anything you've learned yourself in the time that you've been here? Any tips? Like, um, experience is always the best teacher. 
but at the same time, because you want to experience, meaning like put your money out there, you also have to um, remember the importance of capital preservation because it is very easy to lose money just like um, trying to try stuff, trying to buy new NFTs and like really having no idea. And like as much as you want to experiment, be very wary of how to preserve your capital like when you buy something, always think of the risk. Like even if it's a very safe NFTs, like perhaps some some NFTs that everyone is rocking, always have an exit plan to make sure that you don't lose money. Like because for something so risky, it is more important to um not to lose money than to gain money. So don't sometimes you have to think that way and don't think about the potential gains that you might get, especially when you're low on capital. Like when you're rich and have like so much money in your wallet, you can you can try and make those risky plays and long term holds. But when you're low on capital, which I assume all newbies are, and unless like you have a rich family and 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 in in that case, I don't even need to advise you because you're not gonna listen to me anyway because you're rich and you're just gonna spend your money anyhow. But <laughs> but then like um, I assume for the masses, everyone have a low capital. So so yeah, very important. Um, experience is the best teacher, but capital preservation is key. Yep. Nice. That's uh, you know, that's better than some people to say. You know, do your own research, and that's that's uh, that's a better one than that. So thank you for that. <laughs> now, <laughs> before before Cersei, before I ask you, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick fire round with you. I do these. I like them. Um, but before I ask you that, I'm just gonna say, is there anything else you'd like to cover yourself? Um, anything you'd like to say or maybe that we missed uh, and if not you know we can head on to the quick fire around it and, and towards the end of the podcast but please do let me know if there's anything else you wanted to cover maybe just some some very quick thing it's, it's very easy to get caught in the wave of like web3 um maybe like if especially if you're on social media everything is over dramatized everything is like highlighted so it's very easy to get into FOMO so if you need, just take a step away and just think for yourself. Like, make your own decisions. And yeah, don't lose money anyhow. You're not rich. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you're looking at everyone in New York right now having fun and getting FOMO, just remember, you know, they are probably having more fun and you're sat at home on your own. So, you know, get a life. Uh, no, wait, no, that's me. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you some, some quick fire questions, Cersei, and I'm going to give you a rule. Some people don't like sticking to my rule, but my rule is you're allowed one word only. <laughs> one word answer. Oh. Um, it saves you having to think too hard, I feel like. Either that or it gets you on, on edge. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. That's great. <laughs> Let's try this. Okay, there's only a few. I've got a few. So my, my first one is, and I, we've kind of covered this one earlier, but I'm going to ask you again. Have we bottomed? Has the market bottomed? Yes or no? No. Good morning tweets. GM <laughs> tweets. Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Azuki or mutant apes? Azuki. Beans or seals? That's Azuki beans. 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 Oh, an Azuki fan here. What about uh, what about bored apes or crypto punks? Um, bored apes. Will Bitcoin hit 100k? Mm, yes. And the last one, all important, should the listeners rate the podcast five star? Obviously. Oh, yes. That's, I love that one. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I always chuck that on there. I love it. Um, right. So, Cersei, that is that is the end. Let me say, actually, where can the listeners find you? Please do shill, your, shill yourself here. Shill myself. <laughs> they can follow me on Twitter, um, The Circus Master. I'm also on TikTok, The Circus Master. On YouTube, The Circus Master. <laughs> I'm The Circus Master everywhere except Instagram. But if you go to The Circus Master, you can find me. But yeah, I'll tag your stuff below uh, in the in the description of the podcast. Uh, yeah, thank <laughs> you. Thank you for coming on. Basically, bang on an hour. Can't complain at that. That's normally the goal. So yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been good to actually speak to you as well, like outside of... Uh, a space where there was loads of other people talking and to get to know you a bit more um, personally as well it was it was good likewise it, it was very fun because i'm usually a space host so i ask more questions and, and like when it's crowded i like to listen to people and like 
analyze people so it's interesting to talk more yeah i feel like most people i speak to on here like are so used to like you say being the host a lot of them are spaces hosts or um, normally in control of the mic so i feel like it's a, a complete turn of the tables when i'm asking all these questions to people um and it's quite good for me because i get to just listen and then you know put my input <laughs> on whatever people say and uh it's, right. it's not less stressful on my half more stressful on yours because you've got to think of the answers <laughs> Like how much of my rep can I ruin by saying the truth? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the yeah I'm the one who started speaking about cocaine and hookers. So I mean, we'll see. But um, yeah. That being said, Cersei, I'm I'm ready to wrap this up. So I mean, have a good evening. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens live as well. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, if anyone wants to listen to any other episodes, obviously link is in my bio. There's some good ones there. Um, people you probably know, people you probably don't know, but there there's some there's there's definitely some good ones there. So thank you very much. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>